Welcome to Event Up, the place where people enthusiastic about events stay in the know on the latest trends within the events industry. Live, hybrid, and virtual experiences. From virtual events to conferences, award galas, and everything in between. Here's your host, Amanda Ma. Hello, welcome to Event Up, the place to get the latest and greatest in event industry news, ideas, and topics. In this episode, we'll be discussing why DEI is important and strategies you can implement to be more DEI friendly. And yes, that stands for diversity, inclusion, and equality. Today, I'm joined by Edward Simon, CEO and founder of Diversity Advisors, Ed Simon's leadership role within the utility industry resulted in a 47% supplier diversity spend, which surpassed targeted internal goals. His career accomplishments are punctuated by 20 years in various leadership roles in the utility industry, project management, operational coordination of strategic customer service projects, operational role, implementation of critical performance monitoring infrastructures, which supported suppliers and workforce diversity programs. And he, I know for a fact that he also have won a lot of different awards for his initiative and his work. So I'm just so excited to have him here today. Thank you for having me, Amanda. I'm looking forward to the discussion. Thank you. So this is a hot topic, right? Like what exactly is DEI and what does it mean to you? And I mean, why does it even matter? Right, right. Well, DEI really uh, stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, I will tell you the diversity advisors, uh, we've added a B on the end. So diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, uh, because that's really what it's about, making sure that people feel uh, as though they belong uh, in an organization uh, or amongst a team. Um, what diversity, equity, and inclusion, and belonging means to me uh, is finally that we're giving people of color. And, uh, and when I say people of color, that's not just African-American people, that's Asian Pacific Islanders, that's Native Americans, it's people of color, non-white individuals, basically. Uh, so what it means to me is just finally an opportunity to um, uh, help uh, communities, organizations, finally increase their efforts in helping people feel as though they belong regardless of the color of their skin, Amanda. And then how about in terms of, you know, I feel like a lot of people, they hear DEI and it's, it's this very popular word right now, but what are some DEI best practices that you can share? Sure, sure. First, I would encourage your listeners to um, understand where they are today on their diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging journey. Uh, that's first, um, because in, in, in our opinion, and I think most people would agree, being inclusive uh, of people uh, that don't look like you, think like you, or act like you is an individual choice. So I think individually and as an organization, you have to say, where are you at on your diversity, equity, and inclusion journey? 
Uh, and it's okay if an organization or you as an individual would say that, you know what, I'm just starting. Uh, and that's really where the diversity advisors can help in that journey uh, as well, not to sound too pitchy here. Uh, but a few best practices, I would say, especially from a business perspective, um, that you really start with gaining your executive leaders uh, support around your diversity, equity, and inclusion journey that you're about to embark upon because it really starts with leadership and then also what gets measured gets done. So making sure that you really make sure that you gain the executive support uh, in your efforts. Um, the second is, as with anything, is a process. Uh, you wanna make sure that you're creating and establishing diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging processes uh, within your uh, efforts and your focus around diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging. And thirdly, which is really where uh, we've seen from some of our clients that uh, their efforts um, unfortunately start to deteriorate is being clear on who's responsible for what. So setting clear roles and responsibilities uh, in the diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging journey is very important. So those are three best practices, I would say. Gain executive support, really dig into and make sure that you have the processes in place and that you make sure that you're clear on responsibilities from frontline team members through the executive leadership team of your organization. These are fantastic tips, Ed. I mean, I, I we definitely work with brands before where we see the DI in action, where it's actually happening and you're right it is the top leadership they have buy-in right right and not just talk to talk but they also walk the walk and right. i love the part where you talked about the measurement because it's true like what gets measured gets done versus like let's potentially do this and <laughs> nothing happens right exactly. just smoking mirrors right. so i really like those are very actionable and Again, fantastic yeah. tip. Yeah. So that yeah. leads me to my next question. Everybody's, you know, because of the great resonation, like a lot of people also want to use this as an opportunity to enhance their company culture. So what is the best way a company can start to be more even DI friendly? Yeah, I would say um, a couple things. Um, one, I would say uh, start with looking at your hiring practices right? How are you being inclusive of individuals of color and underrepresented communities? Are you reaching out to uh, community-based organizations? Are you reaching out to uh, historically Black colleges? Or are you reaching out to schools of disability? Uh, when you're looking for people to fill positions, that's really key in making sure that you start to build a culture that you, a diverse culture that you're looking to accomplish. Uh, the other is just look at your overall processes and procedures. Are they, uh, do they include inclusive language in, 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 in your processes and procedures? And then finally, uh, and this is really, really easy one, quite honestly, and that's really encouraging um, you as leaders and uh, you, your managers to really get to know your employees on a personal level. Right. I mean, get to know that your manager, John, uh, has a son that has a disability or has a son that, uh, that is maybe an LGBTQ individual or what they're doing for the weekend. Getting to know people on a personal level really helps with 
uh, you're becoming, which is really my last point to you, um, is becoming an ally for individuals, right? That is so very important that you can become a true ally to the individuals that work for you. I, I really enjoy listening to that, like true ally. I mean, I, when you were saying that, it just kind of tied back to what you were saying be, in the beginning where you were saying D-E-I and then B, right? right? When you're a true ally, you feel like you belong. Right. You're no longer an outsider. Some people used to feel ashamed. That's right. I don't know if that's appropriate word, but they do. And then, you know, one of the boards I sit on recently, we're organizing an event to a play that actually is called The Tales of Modern Motherhood, but it's about transgender, like how okay. their kids turn transgender and how they dealt with that. And it's a that's play, right. right? So it's very interesting and just being inclusive, but also, you know, the different types of people and just embracing them for who they are. That's right. That's and right. No and, judgment. You're right. And most people just want to be treated like an individual and, and, and respect it. Right. That's what it's all about. And, and, and to me, starting uh, a diverse, diversity, equity and inclusion culture really starts with how you treat people. Right. Everybody's human and they just want to be liked. They want to be engaged. They want to be asked their thoughts, their opinions. Uh, and I would tell you, and, 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 and I'm sure we're going to probably discuss this. But if we don't, it is proven that when you include diverse individuals on your team, your performance changes as an organization. And, I, and I'm a witness of that. Uh, so I would tell you, anyway, I, I would agree. And what are some tools people have can easily access to kind of start their DI journey or even if they're already in part of that? Right. I would tell you there's a couple of tools. I'm a little selfish because uh, the diversity advisors, we partnered with a woman-owned organization to provide our uh, e-learning tool. Uh, and this is a tool that anyone can access any time of the day on their cell phone, on their laptop, uh, at their desktop uh, computer. Uh, but it is packed full of uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging learnings. Um, and it, we have over 6,000 learning topics uh, from the basics to what is, to your original question, Amanda, what is diversity, equity, and inclusion? What is DEI uh, to overcoming biases? Uh, what's code switching? Some people don't know what that term uh, is. Um, what's the difference between equality versus equity? Uh, but this e-learning tool is packed full of uh, learnings. Uh, it includes videos, quizzes, um, and your listeners can visit our website, really easy, uh, www.thediversityadvisors.com uh, to uh, click on the link, the e-learning link, and you could subscribe there. Uh, but absent of that, uh, Amanda, it's really about learning, right? So it's, it's, it's reading books. I'm reading a book, and I'm not, this isn't a paid advertisement for it, but it's a really good one. Uh, it's by Karen Caitlin. C-A-T-L-I-N, and it's better allies, and it's teaching you how to be a better ally to people. Uh, so it's everyday actions to create inclusive and engaging, engaging workplaces. So that, just reading about uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, and how to uh, foster an uh, inclusive culture is really uh, some um, tools that people could use. And reach out to the diversity advisors who can help you with that too. Definitely. I mean, that's <laughs> so strategic. I think it's like the great thing about the diversity advisors, you guys have so many layers. Right. Uh, you have the 
tools like e-learning where it's like you could just buy purchase that no matter if you only have five people in your company thirty thousand thirty thousand people in your company this is so accessible and it can be accessible anytime That's and right. i think the edi journey is not just an individual yes we talk about leadership but it's also really nice for the rest of the team member to know Absolutely. Right. And that's why the e-tool that you guys have is really meant for everybody, not just the top leadership, but it does really start from there. Right. Absolutely. Like the education, the learning. And Absolutely. then as people kind of want to take the next step and if they don't know how to start or if they just want better traction is to reach out to people like experts like yourself at the diversity advisor to really help them build that journey and that structure. That's right. Because right? you guys really know what you're doing with you know, 20 years of experience. Right, right? exactly, absolutely. With an awesome record. So I think that's also really important because then there's so many ways you can approach it. And that's why I think there's a value in terms of an advisor that could help guide you. That's I right. mean, even when you're saying co-switcher, is that what you said? Co-switching. Co-switching. I was like writing it down, like right. ask you and, what and, that and means later. For your listeners that don't know what that means, it's really uh, having to speak and talk one way uh, before your hand hits the door, before you go into work. So I may be, uh, being a African-American individual, I may talk one way uh, with my family members, uh, but then when, my, uh, when I get to work, uh, I'm talking with uh, individuals differently. I may talk to my boss differently or speak differently to my boss than I would with another African-American coworker or an Asian Pacific Islander coworker. So that's code switching, having to turn on and off how you interact with individuals. And I would say to your listeners, think about that. Think about if you've had to go through life doing that, how difficult and challenging that is. Uh, and we have a lot of learnings around uh, code switching and getting individuals to uh, not have to do that and making them feel comfortable that it's okay that you are who you are. I love that. And then we talked a lot about, you know, it's actually really smart. It's a business strategy for companies to have a DEI strategy and focus, right? And I know more and more companies are doing this. So don't fall behind. <laughs> um, it's so important. And we actually saw a lot of statistics for companies, just like Ed was saying, companies that do implement DEI, they actually perform much better. It actually has a direct result to profitability. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would tell you, and these are a few quotes I, or a few numbers or stats I want to share with your listeners, Amanda. Uh, and and uh, from Glassdoor, this is 2021, 67% of job seekers review diverse workforce as an important factor when they're making a decision on whether or not to join an organization. 67% of the job seekers, and that's from Glassdoor from 2021. 45% uh, are more likely to increase market share year over year when you include diverse individuals in decision-making and executive leadership roles, and that's from the Harvard Business Review. 70% uh, more likely to capture a new market when you are including diverse individuals. So it's huge, and that's just from a a company standpoint, a profitability standpoint, but when you look at teams, individual teams, uh, teams that follow an inclusive process make decisions two times faster 
than with half of the meet and with half of the meetings. So, you know, your listeners probably know we all are in meetings and you're thinking, when is this meeting going to be over? But when you have an inclusive process, decisions are made two times faster. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And I think these are such great strategies and focus. Like, how can we ensure that it remains a priority, right? Not only for the business and for their leaders. Right. Well, I will tell you, you have to keep it in the forefront of everything that you do when it comes to your diversity, equity, and inclusion journey. Uh, so I would encourage you, and think about this, um, when you have meetings, and this is a good way to keep it in the forefront of everyone's minds in the organization, uh, start a meeting with a quick diversity, equity, and inclusion moment, right? There's nothing wrong with starting a meeting with uh, you know, let's talk about uh, Women History Month. What are some of the women that made history? Uh, you'll be surprised at what you find when you do the research. There's women that actually invite, invented the car heater, right? That was a woman that did that, right? So it's, it's really making sure that you keep it at the forefront of everything you do. Second thing I would encourage your listeners and, and people that are uh, leading organizations is look at your core values are do they include inclusive language in your core values all most all companies have core values but do are they inclusive are you making maybe you alter and update your core values to include the focus on uh, being an inclusive organization and belonging organization so that's how you really keep it in the forefront of the minds of not only the leadership but also of your team members. That's fantastic. You know, it's so true because we actually, we, we're in the process of hiring because we're growing and scaling, which is so exciting. Right. And we do have people that actually, you know, apply. And when we do the interview, they say, you know what? I can tell you guys are such a diverse agency Absolutely. and that Absolutely. you actually, you know, you implement or like you care about this. So I really right. want to be part of that. That's right? right. Or I will hear, oh, I love that. It's a woman-owned agency. Right. You know, and then we see a lot of the company culture, right? right. So this is part of that. And also right. on the other end of the spectrum, I actually heard from some of my friends who works at corporate, they say, you know what? My company is not SDI friendly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So I'm actually considering another opportunity or right. should I pursue another opportunity, right? right? And then they right. say their top leadership doesn't really support it either. Right. So these are things, and this is why it sparked the conversation, why I want to bring Ed onto this podcast, because it's so important. And for those of us that's in the events and marketing, I mean, we have a choice and I feel like we are extra privileged because oftentimes we are the ones helping to produce events right. where the one helps select speakers and creating these experiences, but are they also DEI friendly? Right. And are I, they I think, like, yeah. exactly, like you said, Amanda, are they being inclusive when you're making your plans? Are they inclusive of all uh, ethnicities and people uh, in your, and you know, I would tell you, I, I need to say this because I think it's important. The one thing I want to make sure that we're clear in our discussion is we are not uh, in any way uh, uh, trying to exclude our white uh, team members and, and individuals. Uh, diversity includes white individuals. The key here is that when you do have a team, that when you look around the table, that is, it, they don't all look like you because they're not diverse. You're not having a diverse discussion uh, if, you, if they all look like you. So having 
you know, a couple of white individuals, a couple of Asian Pacific, African-American, Hispanic, just someone with a disability, someone that's LGBT, that's diversity. And when you do that and you sit around the table, that creates diversity of thought, right? And that, that creates innovation because when people are of all different ethnicities come together and have those discussions, you're gonna develop a robust type of discussion because my experience and background is totally different than Amanda's right, then totally different than someone else's. But the key is blending all of those ideas and thoughts. Just imagine what the world would be like that if we, if what the world would be like if we did that in every decision-making that we did. Agree, I mean, that diversity of thought, you know, it always comes back to we're stronger together. That's right. You know, and I love that people always joke like, oh, your agency is like United Nations because we have one every time. But it's really great because we actually had, you know, one year we had a really famous Latino entertainer that, mm. you know, client brought to an event. And I have no idea. I never heard of him before. Right. And then someone on my team's like, oh, my gosh, like that's like the Frank Sinatra in, you know, America. Right. And I was like, OK, it's to that scale. Right, that's that right. puts it into perspective. But that's imagine right. if I didn't have that team member on my team, I'd be like, it would just be another exactly. regular attendee. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's why it's yeah. important. So during this time, do you find more and more companies are reaching out to firms like the Diversity Advisors for help and guidance? We do. We do. I would tell you, and I'm sure you, your listeners know this, um, and, uh, and it's unfortunate uh, that, um, you know, George Floyd uh, and that murder that occurred in 2020 uh, really sparked um, uh, and really started organizations to look at uh, their diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, efforts. Um, and so, yes, more and more organizations are reaching out asking for assistance in their journey to be in a more inclusive and belonging organization. Uh, but that George Floyd issue kind of sparked uh, folks' interest. Now, I will tell you, and I say this to a lot of our clients, um, you know, if you're going to embark upon this journey and communicate that you are, then you have to stick to it. And it's not an easy journey, but your company and organization will be better for it because you are uh, uh, being inclusive of different individuals and uh, thinking of diversity of thought. But yes, we've had a lot of uh, clients reach out to us and prospective clients reach out to us and ask, how can you help? And we can certainly help. That's wonderful. And now, so there's so many different advisors out there. Uh, I know we looked at some for some of our clients too, for speakers and just even one for just moderating because to spark that conversation, they're like, we don't even know how to lead this. Do you have any recommendations? So right. what specifically make you the diversity advisor unique? You know, and, that's a good, yeah, yeah, that's a good question, Amanda, and I appreciate uh, you asking that, but I would tell you for the diversity advisors, what make us, what makes us unique is our team uh, of advisors consists of subject matter experts. Uh, they're, they are, they were and are leaders uh, in the diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging space. Uh, they are, they are change agents. They have the knowledge and the skills to help you help organizations and our clients uh, uh, focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging. Uh, we are not just focused on workforce diversity, uh, but we can also help you with your supplier diversity efforts. Uh, but we are 
uh, unique in that we have a, a advisors that have worked in many different industries, uh, and that's profit for profit from utilities to law enforcement um, uh, to not you know to to the nonprofit as I mentioned before. But we are collectively uh, a, a good group of advisors that uh, can help with consulting, training, uh, courses around and, and e-learning. Uh, we just have uh, signed a partnership uh, with the company uh, to help with your HR platform. So helping you be more inclusive, as I mentioned before, of people of color in your hiring practices. Um, we have a a partnership with uh, how to help mentor people within your organization. Uh, so we have a huge mix of offerings that we can provide. And uh, I think we're the only one that has all of that under one umbrella, which makes us very unique, Amanda. Is you guys have diversity within diversity. Of That's diversity, correct. Which I Absolutely. love. There is kind of an industry for everyone, yes. right? And each one of the approach may be different. Absolutely. So it's really great that, you know, this is something that makes the diversity advisor stand out because perhaps sometimes they only have that DI experience in one industry. That's right. right. But in this case, it will be like, well, let me have you talk to James or you right. know what? You actually need to talk to Michelle. Right. Exactly. You know, so. Absolutely. The last thing I would add to that uniqueness is we offer uh, and I, I believe we are among the first, but I, I'm, I'm noticing others are actually starting to offer a similar service, but we, uh, I, I consider us the first in this effort, and that is helping organizations um, uh, with our Ask the Diversity Advisors uh, service. And that's where you would uh, engage us. Uh, we would create a landing page, uh, a platform for your employees or your team members to submit anonymous related questions regarding diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Uh, and then we would receive those questions. Uh, we would post the, uh, the question and the responses on the landing page for your organization. So it kind of helps organizations that have not started their diversity, equity, inclusion or in the beginning stages of the diversity, equity, inclusion journey to capture what their team members are thinking around diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging and us as experts providing responses. There are so many great, fantastic takeaways today, Ed. I'm so glad we have you here. Some of my, um, my top ones were top leadership buy-in is definitely a necessity. And then making sure you set up a process and make sure you measure it because when you measure, it gets done. Mm -hmm. Two, overall process, you know, making sure it's inclusive language. If you need help, call the diversity advisor. And I think all the percentages or just stats that Ed shared really shocked me, especially the one that says 67% 67 of the job seeker view DI as a factor when they're considering joining a company. So That's if right. you don't know that fact and you heard that here today, make sure you let other people know That's because right. if you're trying to attract top talents, it's no longer just about salary, right? It's just so many layers to it now. So thank you so much, Ed. This is fantastic. You're welcome. Exactly. Thank you for having me. Certainly appreciate it. Ed, what is the best way for the audience to get in touch with you? Sure, Amanda. Thank you for asking. There's three ways, actually, your listeners can, and audience can get in touch with us. One, they can visit our website at www.thediversityadvisors.com. Uh, they can also call or dial one 
1-442-DEI-HELP. That's 1-442-DEI-HELP. Uh, or they could email us at info at thediversityadvisors.com. Fantastic. And honestly, I've known for a few years, if anybody is the expert or <laughs> this is their zone of genius, it's definitely Ed and his company. And to talk about someone who's not doing this just because it became like something that's popular now, but someone who's been passionate about it, who had a lot of successful track record in this field, that is definitely Ed here. And then the fact that he started a company to really help change lives for the better, right, through his efforts, I'm just so honored to have him here today because we're all about that, right? I think all of us here... I don't know. I'm just trying to leave this place a little bit better than I found That's it. Exactly. Just a little bit better. Just a little my... bit better. You <laughs> know, so and it, you don't take anything away. I mean, I think it's a starting point, right? You learn a little bit more about DI, but I highly encourage you to do more. Check out S website, check out even just Googling DI, yeah. right? That's a starting point. And then if you are passionate about this or your company doesn't have this, you should let them know. I think sometimes leadership also needs some signals right? Like my employees care about this. And if you own a company, you should definitely also check out the diversity advisor and then look at their services. And at the basic, check out the e-learning. I think it's so accessible. It'd be a shame for people not to be able to leverage that when it's Absolutely. really available. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, amazing. Thank you so much, Ed, for Thank joining you, us today. And Thank for those of you that are tuning in, if you have any questions or interested interested in working with Ed, please make sure, feel free. He's really nice and very yeah. pleasant and very professional. So just reach, reach out, out to him. Yeah, just reach out to us. We can certainly talk with you. We're happy to talk. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amanda. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode of Event Up. If your company is looking to level up your event experience, we are your solution. We do all the work. You take all the credit. Give us a call. Don't forget to share and subscribe for more episodes. If you like what you heard today, please share with a friend. We look forward to connecting with you next time. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time on Event Up.